Welcome back to Eye on Health. On Dubai Eye 103.8. With Arab Health, where the world of healthcare meets. What exactly is the menopause and what's the impact not only on the individual undergoing it, but also those around them too? So we have brought in Anne-Marie McQueen. She's the founder of Hot Flash Inc. Anne-Marie McQueen, lovely to have you with us. I want to start, if it's all right with you, about what you were told about the menopause growing up? What were the conversations that were being had in your home or school or in society in general? I can't remember being told anything about the menopause, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know my mom had a, a hysterectomy because she had endometriosis and that's it. That's all I remember. And actually the first thing I remember ever hearing about it, I mean, I knew about it, was a university professor who must have been going through menopause because it was like a fourth year seminar and she she stopped and looked at all of us and said, you're all just staring at me like I'm going through menopause up here. <laughs> I was horrified. What? I was so embarrassed what? for her that she would say that to us. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting that you felt embarrassed? Like there was this kind of stigma yeah. or taboo around something that every single woman is going to go through. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, childbirth and motherhood and that's the reality for a lot of women, but not every woman is a mother or wants to be a mother. Um, but every single woman listening today will be going through the menopause at some point in their life. Yet it still seems to be so under-researched, so underfunded, And as a result, so many people have misinformation or no information about something that they're going to be going through. Tell us a little bit about, I guess, your mission then at Hot Flushing. What, what kind of problems are you looking to address with your community? Well, it started out, you know, I'm a journalist and it started out with content. I just couldn't find good content at 48 when I realized that I was starting to go through that perimenopause transition or and had been for a couple of years. I just couldn't find good content. You know, it's either people selling something or um, it's very polarized, like so much of our world that was already starting then. You know, it's either all HRT, all about menopause hormone therapy or, oh, all natural. I call them natural mellies, you know, that just say (laughs) sort of demonize the menopause hormone therapy. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to be a middle ground. I wanted to provide a voice that doesn't have any conflict of interest or any sort of skin in the game other than trying to get the best information because that's what we need to do. And that's exactly what you do, obviously, through the online platform and through the summit as well. So bringing together some of the breast you know, the brains really the breast brains there are some breasts involved in this conversation um about you know what why people need to be caring about this what might be happening and ultimately what people could be benefiting from um the mm. information the lifestyle changes the medication um so mm. tell us then a little bit about who was invited to speak at menopause shift well, we so I partnered with um, Andrea Donsky, who's a holistic nutritionist in Toronto, and she's launching a line of really cool menopause supplements. And she's a she's got a podcast, and she's been an, a natural health person for years and years. So we both had like dream teams of who we wanted to talk to. Um, we we wanted to address a lot of the things that have to do with perimenopause and menopause and making your symptoms worse, but that people don't think of because mm-hmm. it's not always perimenopause why women are suffering. There is just a range of things. So we had, you know, Cynthia 
Thurlow, an expert on intermittent fasting and how that can help you. Um, we had people talking about essential oils. We had people talking about um, toxins in the environment, air pollution. Um, we had people talking about seed oils, which are these really inflammatory oils that are in everything we eat unless you eat at home. Um, and, you know, sugar. We had sessions on all of those things, plus hormone therapy, uh, plus, you know, um, natural roots, plus progesterone, which is which is a hormone that isn't talked about a lot. If I could put you in a bit of a tricky spot and ask you, what was the one thing, one revelation, one piece of information or data that's really stayed with you that you are now telling people going I can't believe I just learned this it's that we're all so different like as humans and we have you know variations in our genetic code that mean we react to things differently and so your perimenopause is based on sort of your bio individuality in addition to all these external factors. So no wonder people are confused mm. because you may read that someone took hormone therapy and it's fixed you, fixed them right up and you might try it and it, you may have an adverse reaction to mm. it. And if you don't figure out where you're sort of what your own health position is, some of these things you try, it, they're, they're not going to work as well. Calling all doctors of Dubai, um, can you all start doing a bit more around the menopause? <laughs> because uh, the waiting lists for those who do tend to specialise in this area are vast. Um, and, you know, well, traditionally Dubai's had a very young population, but because of different visas, people living longer, um, you know, Dubai population's getting older, which means there are going to be more women who are going to be seeking more expert information. So um, I really hope this is going to be an area that's going to be addressed a little bit more um, from the health community as well. What's been your experience of waiting lists and expertise, Anne-Marie? Very few doctors who know about menopause around the world. You know, they opened a special menopause clinic in Abu Dhabi, which is a huge uh, advanced thing. You know, I, I was amazed because there aren't even specialist menopause clinics in, in sort of in Canada. So that's one of a first for the Middle East, for sure. But there are doctors only spend like an hour tops learning about it. So they don't know. So if they haven't educated themselves and that's OBGYNs as well as your general practitioner. Uh, a lot of people are obsessed with having their perimenopause diagnosed and they want to have a test. And it's just doctor after doctor after doctor in the summit and who I interviewed to say it's it's very difficult to diagnose perimenopause. Mm -hmm there are no tests that can do it because your hormones fluctuate throughout the month so wildly and they and they fluctuate in perimenopause wildly. So it's something that's diagnosed by a doctor who knows what they're doing and just sort of it's diagnosed by your symptoms. And we're talking, it can be late thirties, mid thirties that things start going wonky depending on your overall health and stress levels. So going to your doctor and educating yourself and, and thinking, okay, like these sleep problems that have just crept up, you know, these really um, difficult monthly cycles I'm having, um, my mood, you know, those sorts of things. Can we talk a little bit about some of the findings from the summit? You had a three-day online menopause shift summit that brought together 40 speakers from around the world and across, I guess, traditional medicine, so medications, HRT, but also looking at lifestyle factors, um, supplementation, diet and more. Let's start with, I guess, that modern menopause hormone therapy, HRT as it's known as. Um, what are some of the common misconceptions and what were some of your big revelations that came out of the summit from the doctors? Well, we grew up and I grew up with this impression that, you know, menopause hormone therapy can cause cancer and has increases risks of all sorts of things. And that may be true, but we're finding that 
there's always been bioidentical hormone therapy. There's always been hormone therapy that is mostly identical to what your body creates. And originally it was created in compounding pharmacies and what was produced by the pharmaceutical industry were synthetics. And what we're finding more and more in the literature is showing is that it's the synthetic versions that carry the most risk. And funny enough, you know, the bioidentical versions made by the compounding pharmacies were demonized over the years, uh, probably because you know, the pharmaceutical companies didn't have a hand in, 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 in producing them. But lo and behold, over the years, a lot of the hormone therapy that is being prescribed now is produced by the pharmaceutical industry is bioidentical or in some places called body identical. Mm -hmm. So you're getting the best kind of hormone therapy with the least kind of risk. And I think that people don't always know that. And I think doctors don't always know that. I've spoken to doctors who don't even seem to sort of understand that difference which is spooky <laughs> a little bit um i've been hearing more and more about hrt for prevention of certain conditions um was that addressed at all or was that something that the doctors were talking about and what you know what could it potentially be addressing so certainly there is evidence that it it can help prevent cardiovascular disease um and the ways that it can do that is quite complicated to get into but we're vulnerable to so many things at this time of life, including insulin resistance and metabolic issues. So hormone therapy can help with that. And those can end up being precursors to cardiovascular disease. Bone loss, certainly. Uh, it's looking like the evidence could soon be showing that it may have protective effects um, for dementia because mm-hmm. estrogen is really good for your brain. And a lot of people who go on bioidentical estrogens say that their brain fog was really uh really cleared up. So the prevention thing is one that I'm really investigating because we're there's a really strong push coming that you should be on hormone therapy uh, to prevent these diseases. And I think that there's evidence for that. I don't think there have been the studies done that if you do all the right things lifestyle-wise, that you should also go on hormone therapy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think that those, I I don't know that anyone's done a massive study to stack up your risks if you live a really healthy lifestyle. And also, what worries me a little bit and what a lot of experts say is when when you say, you know, hormone therapy will protect you against cardiovascular disease, well, that doesn't mean you can smoke. No, of course not. It's not going to undo undo all of that. What if you're unable to go on HRT? What substitutes are out there? Estrogen-positive cancer patients are advised not to take HRT, and that's a lot of women out there. Definitely, you wouldn't want to take any kind of estrogen. Estrogen, it makes things grow, right? So it's it, that's why you want to stay away from it. But this is where the difference between bioidentical and synthetic hormones comes into play because the problematic, there's progesterone, progesterone, bioidentical progesterone. Ask your doctor if you would be a candidate for that. It's called micronized progesterone. Uh, The problematic parts of progestins, which are synthetic forms of it, you wouldn't want to take that. That's where there has been some risk. So ask your doctor about progesterone and their progesterone has in the literature has been effective against um, hot flashes, night sweats. It can definitely help mood and sweet and sleep. So not not everyone can react well to it, but uh, I've, I've heard anywhere from like, you know, eight, nine out of 10 women can. So that's an option. Um, 
a lot of talk if you're having some of those genitourinary syndrome of menopause, those symptoms that we don't like to talk about, you know, dryness, pain, um, you, frequent UTIs and infections. It's possible, and there there are some doctors who say that you can do the vaginal estrogen because it doesn't absorb systemically. Now, not all doctors agree on that, and all scientists agree, but it is an option, and some people are doing it. And if hot flashes are an issue, there's an herb. It's called pycnogenol. I, <laughs> I love it. I always mispronounce it. I'm sure I just butchered it. But it's a French maritime French pine bark. It's standardized. It's regulated. It's grown in the Mediterranean. And it stops hot flashes like like flat. Like I, I take it. I take uh, it. I take it. And it stops anything to do with hot flashes and night sweats. And then I always think I don't need it. And I run out and then I'm like, what's happening to me? So, <laughs> and I'm going to, if I'm going to talk about the, can I talk about the rescue kit? The yes. The rescue kit? I would this love also- to hear this. So this is what, what I guess what every, what every woman who thinks they might be in this stage of life or is very much in the trenches of this needs to have to hand, Anne-Marie. What's in your rescue kit? Well, this comes from like literally one of my most trusted resources, uh, Lara Bryden, who is a naturopathic doctor in uh, New Zealand. She's Canadian. She wrote a book last year called Hormone Repair Manual. It's just a great, great book. But she's just so ahead of the curve and so thoughtful. She takes HRT herself. Um, But she says, start, okay, step one, take magnesium powder. We're all deficient in magnesium. Magnesium powder and taurine, which is an amino acid, cut alcohol. (laughs) <laughs> I can hear the groans. <laughs> you Get outside walking. If okay. you do those three things, she said 50% of her patients, and she's been practicing for 25 years, it clears up their complaints, their hot flashes and sleep problems. Wow. So that's amazing, right? Like that's just, and I know when I'm getting outside walking and I'm not having any alcohol, it's unbelievable. So um, the step two is she says you might want to ask your doctor about progesterone and um, that that can be something that can happen later in perimenopause. And then once you go through menopause, she would suggest estrogen uh, for some of the other symptoms and possibly also prevention. Although not very many doctors, back to the prevention point, not a lot of doctors are saying take hormone therapy if you have no symptoms mm-hmm. for prevention. I have, I, I hear that, I read it, but I've interviewed probably like over 20 doctors and I've asked them all that question because I want to know it for myself and, and not very many people have said it, but it is something you can do. Um, Anne-Marie, you had a message here saying, please say again the herb that stops hot flashes flat. You, I, I, won't, I won't make you say it, but I, I take it as well. So I take a maritime French bark supplement. I got it from iHerb. Um, mm-hmm. I went to see a doctor here basically going, am I perimenopausal? And she's like, well, probably not. But here's things that we can do to balance mood, to balance any mm-hmm. kind of PMS symptoms. And this was something she recommended for PMS. So Vitex, magnesium, zinc, mm-hmm. and then the French bark as well. Um, apparently it's very good for libido. So I'd ho- I couldn't, I couldn't report back. Um, I've heard cardiologists recommend it. It's good for everything. I can't find a problem with it. I just feel like it's great. Um, I've had a message here saying, um, are homeopathic remedies a good option? What about essential oils? Um, anything mm-hmm. that came up from some of your discussions at the summit? You know, it's interesting because homeopathic remedies really helped me. I had a gut issue when I first moved to Abu Dhabi and there was a homeopathic doctor who really helped me. And that's the next thing I want to look into. Um, but um Essential oils are a huge help in perimenopause. And we actually had a, a woman, Lisa Stocky from uh, Ladybird Essential Oils, and she was mentioning peppermint. 
she's she puts peppermint oil with always a carrier oil right like you just don't put the actual essential oil right on your skin you mix it with like an olive oil or a coconut oil or something she said if my feet are cool i'm cool like and and if and if i want to put it on the back of my neck i do she also mentioned frankincense which i know is used so widely through this through this region which i just am obsessed with frankincense oil and clary sage is another one so even if you don't have a bathtub you're in one of these apartments with the you know, with a shower only, mm-hmm. um, you can just fill a bowl, steam, breathe it in, put it in um, your lotion, put it in a carrier oil and massage it on your hands. And um, that can really change. That can really turn things around. Final recommendations, whether it is, uh, you know, books to read or experts to reach out to here in the region for anyone that is either seeking a diagnosis or looking to manage some symptoms. Okay, I really love, like I said, Lara's book, uh, Hormone Repair Manual, and she's a naturopathic doctor. But another doctor I completely rate uh, is Dr. Anise Mukherjee, and she is an endocrinologist in the UK. Um, She wrote The Complete Guide to Menopause. And what I love about her is she had breast cancer, so she can't take hormone therapy, but she's an expert in it. So she she has a full, full spectrum. Emery, thank you so much. Would love to catch up again. And thank you for shedding some light on a really important topic. You're listening to Ion Health on Dubai Eye 103.8, delving into your overall well-being. With Arab Health, where the world of healthcare meets.